Hey everybody, before we get started, I want to take a second to talk about our marketing plans. We've worked with over 7,000 companies since 2012, including brands like HP, DGI, and over 4,000 crowdfunding campaigns from both Kickstarter and Indiegogo. You can use one of our marketing plans to increase the exposure of your product and generate more sales by introducing it to the GadgetFlow community. So if you want to find out more, please head over to GadgetFlow.com submit. And that's GadgetFlow.com submit to get your product on our platform today. Now, let's get into the episode. Hello, world. This is the Gadget Flow Podcast, the show about everything related to products, entrepreneurship, marketing, and crowdfunding. This week, I got to chat with Arter from Reproject. Reproject is an awesome company that helps launch extremely successful products and crowdfunding campaigns. So in this interview, we talk about a company's journey through crowdfunding and what makes a great e-commerce experience. So without further ado, here is my interview with Arter from Reproject. All right, I am here with Arter from Vasco Bags. Arter, how is it going today? Good, good. Hi, Alex. Thanks for having me here. Absolutely. We're so excited to have you on the Gadget Flow podcast this week. Um, what you're doing at Vasco and all your other, you're a busy guy. You have a lot of projects going on and we we're, we love what you do. And so we're excited to have you on and, and pick your brain for a few minutes about all the success you've had. Hopefully tease out some knowledge to help people listening out there who are thinking about uh, e-commerce or crowdfunding and all the things you're you're really, really skilled at. So we appreciate you being on. So you've had a lot of success with a lot of different different campaigns using crowdfunding. So what do you like about crowdfunding? How did you get into crowdfunding? Just explain explain that relationship that you have with crowdfunding to me a little bit. Yeah. So first time I heard about crowdfunding was like one event in the Aalto University in Finland. There was uh, Yola guys and Ambrontia. And I like I really fell in love. And um, when talking about crowdfunding, I, I like to compare it you know, to music. So if uh, if regular investments are like classical music, then uh, crowdfunding is rock and roll. You know, because even though you are getting funds and you're like free to do anything in a way you prefer, and you know you keep your independence. And um, you know, still the main advantage that you are as a creator, you know, you have only one working prototype, and you can raise like hundreds of thousands of dollars and uh, start your first ma- mass production and you have no risk ending up with a warehouse full of unwanted products. And also you get like, huge exposure and uh, you also get a golden ticket, you know, on the negotiations, for example, with the dealers or distributors, you come to them and you say that, look guys, you know, uh, I, I got pre-orders with $300,000 and uh, I promise to deliver only in half a year and still people want my product. Like, imagine what will be on your shelves. And uh, same with the investors. Nobody will invest in you if you don't have like this, your first sales. That's true, man. I mean, that's, that's huge. And I think that's a huge reason why people have really gravitated toward crowdfunding, why it's grown so dramatically. Um, so I'd be curious to hear about like a little, some of your strategies in getting, in getting to be so successful in, in the space. Would you mind touching on those a little bit? Yeah, sure. So I, I think I will cover maybe five of them because... We are short of time and I, I can't get into all the details, but I will cover like five of them, what I think are the most important. So first of all, yeah, like make sure that your product really fit for crowdfunding audience. Like you should understand this audience. 
mainly those are geeks and innovators who are looking for products. You know, they come to buy in the store nearby. So you should have something like really unique. And, you know, the best formula to determine a successful product, um, what I believe, is find something that's in demand already, then improve it, uh, like, and find some new unique features. Um, and in order to improve it, I like to use the Amazon. You know, there's like, it's the biggest marketplace in the world. You can find all the, like, you can find many similar products there. Take all the minuses and, like, improve it in your product and also create something new. So also you can analyze competitors on Kickstarter, something similar. So and this way you can get something which will like for sure successful. Another thing um, is the Kickstarter page. Very many are like making it too like uh, too difficult. I prefer to keep it simple, stupid. I mean, uh, big text, uh, as less text as possible. You write there only if you cannot show it on picture or on GIF or on video. Like keep it very simple and easy to understand. All the titles should be separate so that if you are like quickly rolling because you know you have eight seconds uh, to catch the backer and so make it you know, very easy to understand. Um, another another thing I want to say a few words about like about affiliate marketing, Kick Booster. It's like all, so you pay only after the project ends. You for sure should use the affiliate marketing with the Kick Booster and uh, cross promotion. It's also for free, but still, I don't understand why many people are not using it. So you agree with other projects to make promo. So I think these are very important things, and of course, like uh, which everybody knows, the email list. You should have at least two thousand people before you start the project especially if it's your first project and you don't have ready audience, you know, from the first project, you should have this audience, which will support you on day one. So I'm curious, can you dive into that a little bit? Like, I think, I think that makes a lot of sense, but I think maybe listeners who are, who are listening and are thinking about launching a, a crowdfunding campaign, they're kind of like, well, yeah, that sounds great. But how do I, how do I get 2000 people to, to sign up for a list before my product comes out? Like what, can you maybe give some tips that you've used and that have worked for you about how to acquire people for that list before launching? Yeah, sure. Yeah. We tried many different ways, even some crazy ones, you know, we, for Basco first project, we created even a game so that you pack your stuff there and like, the higher you, you, you should put your email and then you can play the game and like top 10, they got our product for free. So we were trying many different ways, but of course, like the most effective should be, um, Facebook ads. So you create a short, like short landing page, uh, with the information about your product, um, and with the form where people can put their email and you run ads in Facebook. So just, this is definitely the best way run on face, to run Facebook ads and get people to this, your landing page. Also, you can like write articles. You can go to different forums. You can uh, so try to get it like from everywhere. It, it, depends, it depends on your budget. Like if you have budget, then you can like focus on the Facebook ads. Mm-hmm. Gotcha. Gotcha. That's, that's really, really smart. So I think, I think you're spot on and I love hearing about your experience in this, in this. So I'm curious for you, maybe your take on it. One thing that we keep 
hearing about from people creating campaigns is keeping that momentum. So once you launch, you know, you have like the the curve to where in the very beginning of your campaign, you have a lot of momentum, a lot of excitement. Hopefully your project gets funded within the first couple of days and then everything else after that is extra. But say maybe the first couple of days, there's a lot of momentum, but then you have, you know, 20, 27 or 26 more days on your campaign to fill. What do you do to keep momentum throughout your whole campaign? Yeah. Yeah. Just one thing you said about getting funded on day one. Yeah. That's why I prefer always to put like, uh, as low goal as you can. Don't try to like, don't put the goal higher, like put it as low as you can. So as, as low as you can afford because conversion and everything changes like dramatically after you, uh, it, it, it changes like to much better numbers after you get funded. So, and, um, about getting, getting the, um, keeping the momentum. Yeah. That's like, that's pretty difficult. I would say in the, in the middle of the project. Uh, sometimes we are using different services and usually we always run Facebook ads. So I would say that's like the main thing. And we all also try to get to the bloggers and to the media. Uh, like the easiest way I think to get to some bloggers is through affiliate marketing, also through Kickbooster like to create your page there and then offer the, all the people like sell my product and you get 20% back or like 15% back. So that would be maybe the easiest way because, and also like try to get to media, try to get to some bloggers. And if you try to get to the bigger, bigger media, for example, how we got to Wired Magazine with the Leverax, uh, I, I actually contacted not the, not the reporters because I mean, hundreds of people are writing to them every day, but we wrote to a photographer of the Wired Magazine and this is how we got there. Also with the business insider, for example, we wrote to videographer like, who makes, who makes video for them. And that's how we got there also by the end of the project. Like in the beginning, we do everything on our own. And by the end, let's say last 20 days, we like, when we are exhausted, we are started like to work with some agency. Uh, I prefer most of all jello guys. So they're making magic and, uh, that's how we make like on the, last 20 days. Gotcha. That makes a lot of sense. So um, for maybe to, to kind of like wrap up our interview, I want to hear what you do. Um, uh, once your, once your product is out in the world, once your product exists and it's the, the crowdfunding campaign is over, you've, de- you've delivered that first fund, yeah. um, when everybody's pledged, how do you stay relevant in the e-commerce space? Once it's once your product gets brought to life, what are some things you recommend to people to to create a sustainable business? Not just yeah. have a great initial campaign, but a long term sustainable business. Yeah, very very good question because you know very many projects they are stay forever in Kickstarter or they just die. So I think the the like first steps and the easiest steps are working like with some with the flash sales websites, like for example, touch of modern, uh, CD social, and there are many Europeans, there are Asian platforms, like just get list of them and contact to them. They're the easiest ones to start working with because they are selling a lot of crowd, like a lot of gadgets and stuff, actually all kinds of products from crowdfunding. So they are really based on my experience. They're the easiest to start working with like very quickly. And this will like, you know, give you sales, some sales immediately. And it's also easy with them because first they sell 
And only then, like, you still also, they're selling for two weeks and then you have a lot of time also to deliver. That makes it much more easier. And also they have very good, like, terms. So that will help you, you know, for the maybe first half a year. And then you should, of course, like, set up Amazon, get to Amazon Launchpad to get support from Amazon and uh, set up your own e-commerce. And only then maybe start to, like, thinking about some retail stores and so on. Gotcha. No, that's really good, man. That's really good. So maybe, maybe to close this out, what what would you say to someone considering launching a crowdfunding campaign? What is the most, um, maybe the one or two things you would say you need to focus on these in order to be successful with your crowdfunding campaign? And I'm going to say maybe maybe the one thing don't say that's just the really obvious one is having a great product. Obviously, you need a great product in order to, yeah, yes. but maybe, but maybe, maybe outside of that, what are one or two things you think uh, people should focus on or yeah. be successful? Yeah. First thing, like make sure that your product is suitable for crowdfunding. I mean, that, that it's popular. And that's, for example, I had also Kids product on Kickstarter and it was like great product and it failed on Kickstarter like crazy. I mean, we had only $2,000 and even we even hired more agencies there. And we tried many things, but still it was only $2,000 like product for very small kids. And actually people don't really want to buy product and for kids and wait half a year. They want to buy and give it to them immediately. So make sure it fit. That, that product actually, we got it to QVC actually by the Kickstarter and we got it to many other, like uh, many other stores. But on Kickstarter, it absolutely failed. So make sure it's used for crowdfunding, first of all. The second thing, like which I already told, get like this first crowd which will support you. I mean, that's you, you, can't, you can't start without it. That's the main thing to have. Like make sure you have it. If you need like three months, if you need half a year, if you need one year, like first make sure you have at least 2,000 people which will support you. That's extremely important. Yes. And uh, one more thing I wanted to say that uh, all these projects we are running, they're not actually all our. The inventors are coming to us and we are helping in with everything. So we help sometimes even with the production, uh, even registering the company, even like marketing, design, everything. So not all of these projects are us. We are just helping to very many inventors. Also. Nice. That's really cool. So uh, where, where can people get in touch with you online? Where can people connect with you online to see what you're up to? And, and if, they, if they have a product that's really great, maybe getting in touch with you guys. Like where, where do they find you online? Well, I think you will leave the link to our website. It's reproach.com. And so that would be the easiest way to get in touch. Awesome. Sounds good. Well, Arthur, I really appreciate you being on the Gadget Flow podcast this week. I know our listeners are going to get a ton, a ton from this interview. So we appreciate you and we love every, all the work you're doing. You've just done such a great job with all of your campaigns and we're, we're excited to see what you do next. So thanks for being on today. Yeah. Thanks a lot, Alex. It was great talking to you today. That was our interview with Arthur from Reproject. So please make sure to check out everything that Reproject is up to and definitely reach out to them to help with your next campaign. Thank you so much for being on the show this week, Arthur. This podcast is made by Gadgetflow, and we're proud to be the number one platform to find new and awesome gadgets. So please make sure to check out the site for all the new products we're curating every single day. We'll be back next week with another new episode. So in the meantime, please head over to iTunes and leave a five-star rating and review for our show. Thanks again for listening to the Gadget Flow podcast. Thank you.